So if you are somebody that is feeling like you want to really up your creativity or get that creative spark flowing within you again, or maybe even for the first time, this is the episode for you. Welcome to the Wild and Creative Podcast. This is Sarah Marie Thompson, your host, creative lifestyle expert and soul guide. And I've got a really awesome episode for you today. So Jessica Reed actually interviewed me a little bit ago, and she is a global clairvoyant channel and life purpose fulfillment coach. And after our interview or conversation, we were like, let's maximize this conversation as much as we possibly can because we actually dive into a lot of really awesome, juicy stuff. We would absolutely love for you to share this episode with anybody that you know that might be interested in listening to us chat about these topics, about creativity and spirituality and just how to get things moving and flowing again. I am so excited to share this with you, so I hope you enjoy it, and uh, please make sure that you tell anybody that is just really wanting to get their creative magic going. So Sarah, I'm really excited for you to share with everyone your story and how, how, how you have come to the place that you're in now. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, I... My story, well, it's not a really short story, but I'm going to give you the shortest version that I possibly can. And I often get asked, you know, how did I kind of get to this place or how did I kind of, you know, create a brand and have a mentorship business and that kind of thing. And I have to share that it is, it was absolutely by just following my inspired thought and just following my kind of creativity in the moment that brought me to this place. I had no idea that I was going to get to this place, honestly, about maybe eight or so years ago. So eight or so years ago, I had my interior design business and I loved interior design so much. And at the time though, I noticed that some things weren't total flow. I couldn't put my finger on it really. I hadn't dived into really energy work and intuition too much yet. Although I had been an intuitive child like since birth. Um, but, oh, sorry. My kitty's also going to be on this. Uh, <laughs> my kitty's crying. Also <laughs> on this episode. Um, but so what was happening was that I was attracting all of the wrong people. I was attracting the wrong clients, things were going wrong. And I was just kind of like always asking the universe, like, what's, what's going on? Like, I, I thought that we were told if we do something that we love, that we'll be compensated well mm -hmm. for it and that we'll totally be in flow. And I think a lot of people have that question, right? That they ask. And, um, but that wasn't the case. And, uh, I remember kind of saying to myself, okay, I need a sign here. Like what's, what's going on? I need a sign. And so what I did was actually, this is kind of funny, but I took my, uh, my, my husband now, but my boyfriend at the time, I took him on his birthday to the a spa to get a pedicure, probably against his will. Yeah. And uh, I was in the waiting room waiting for him. And I looked over and I saw this little tiny book out of the corner of my mm -hmm. eye. It was uh, a Louise Hay book. One of my yeah. first Hey books I ever saw and yeah. it was um the 365 days of affirmations like mm -hmm. by Louise Hay. Mm -hmm. and I picked it up and I was like oh my gosh like 
I can do something like this. Like I love quotes. I love affirmations. I love mm-hmm. art. Like I had been creating art my whole life. I was just like, I could just do something like this. So something kind of clicked in the moment. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then the next day I actually manifested um, someone calling me for an interior design job and they were doing a bed and breakfast. We were talking about this book that I was going to create. And she's like, I'm great with words. You're great with art. Like let's collaborate. And so we kind of started, you know, talking coffee shops, all that kind of stuff. And, Probably about, I would say a couple months went by and we were almost done putting together this whole entire book. And I said to her, like, who's buying our book? Like, we don't have a following. We don't have a community. Like, we don't have anybody. We've just been working on this book. And we didn't even really know about the traditional or self-publishing world. And, um, and so just very short, what happened there was that I hopped on Facebook, created a Facebook page called Connection to Creative, and just started pumping out inspired inspired videos, inspired images, inspired quotes, um, mm-hmm. just very creative stuff that was all around the idea of you don't have to be a painter or a sculptor or what have you to be quote, quote, creative. You can simply be creative every moment of your life. And that's what also that, that little book was about, right? That was a kind of like the premise of it. And um, it was just something that I felt really like dear to my heart. I had personally always been a very creative person, but I was also so sad at all the people that kept saying like, I don't have a creative bone in my body or I'm just not a creative person. But realistically, like we can create every moment of our life. So anyway, what happened with that Facebook page was that it totally blew up. We would get 25,000 likes, 50,000 likes, 100,000, 125,000 likes, all from me just putting out there like inspired stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we had made a website then to like obviously, you know, provide um, our following with more fun things like, you know, personality quizzes, all that kind of stuff. And um, so that's how I kind of got onto the online world. And then from there, a few years back, um, we went our separate ways business wise. And I continued on with this idea that I had this kind of um, online creative portal, if you will. And then mm-hmm. I rebranded it into wild and creative. So And then I got into the mentorship role and things totally took off from there. So it's just kind of like one of those things where I just look back and I just say like everything that has happened in my life right now is from me looking at that little yellow book. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like so many people have like a Louise Hay book activation, like at the start of their journey, like I feel like so many people, especially even on this podcast, like whenever I hear someone about to say, and then I found this book, (laughs) my mind's just like, Louise Hay. <laughs> it's got to be Louise Hay. And yeah. surely enough, everyone's always like, it was Louise Hay book. And um, it's like fairy godmother, like watching yeah, over us yeah. with her like super simple books, right? Like they're, they're like there's there's I, I think of Louise Hay's books as like so powerful yet mm-hmm. simple in nature and how they kind of creep yeah. in everybody's life in a really positive way. Yeah. And she's like, this, <laughs> like you see like this fairy godmother kind of like just this really like motherly nurturing like hey I love you <laughs> like <Exactly. laughs> here's some affirmations learn to love yourself like you know she's just got this really kind of feminine nurturing but enlightening and empowering energy that just activates something within you that says like oh I'm actually worthy of doing what I want to do um or being who I came here to be um and I love just how how you're saying like there's so many people that are in that space, like you mentioned, where they feel like they've got this creative, you know, expression or this desire to create, 
in one way or another, whether it's artistically, whether it's, um, you know, uh, like, like you said, everything, you can, you can be creative with everything in your life. Um, I find myself very, very creative, very creative thinking, um, but I wouldn't say I'm an artist. <laughs> you know, we, we're all creative, and, and but so many people have that block of um, feeling like I'm, you know, I'm creative and I've got this thing that's coming through me. Um, but but why isn't it just flowing, kind of thing? Yeah. And I think I think um, I'd love to hear your perspective on it too, and and to really go further into this. Um, and for me, I, like my first impression is sometimes I feel like we need to balance um, the creative and the uh, the inspiration and the creation and the flow of that with um, you know if, if our creative is our, is our feminine. I think we also need to balance it with a little bit of that masculine of like actually taking some actions to back it up like you did with creating, you know, the, the Facebook page and, and putting something out there so that you actually had a tangible audience. You know, like you said, you, you had the creation, but you realized, hey, wait a minute, we don't actually have anything to back it up. We don't have an audience to sell this to. Who's right. going to buy it? You know, and that's when you're kind of more of your – uh, masculine stepped into place and took care of that need, you know. Um, and I think what I noticed is that a lot of people that are very, very in their feminine, very in their creative, um, find themselves in that space of like, oh, I'm doing what I love, but but I can't make a living out of it, or I can't logically do anything with this. And I think there needs to be more of activation of that that kind of balance of the masculine of, okay, we can do this let's let's actually look into it and logically kind of make a plan or, or structure it a little bit, you know, because there does need to be that, that balance. We're, we've all got a feminine and masculine balance and, and you know, the creative brings about the, the, the gift and the masculine takes care of making sure that it can be um, something to, to get out to the world and, and, to, and to, to make an income from, right? Right. I will definitely say that. I mean, that kind of sparked a memory of mine. And that was that when I was first doing my interior design business that I absolutely loved, you know, even say mm -hmm. 10 years ago, I, I can see now that I was very imbalanced when it mm -hmm. comes to the masculine energy. Mm -hmm. I was almost all in the masculine energy in that business, all about mm -hmm. competition, all about kind mm -hmm. of in the competition, all that stuff. And it just wasn't in alignment with who I was. And so mm -hmm. the business I have now is absolutely more balanced mm -hmm. so that is something that's huge like that's huge to look at if you're finding that you're feeling as though there's an imbalance somewhere in your life or your business right if mm -hmm. something's feeling out of alignment chances are that's a really good indication of kind of a first step as to what mm -hmm. to look at um but i will say that kind of just what you were talking about you know there's so many people out there that are they have a skill in something and it doesn't necessarily have to be like a tangible creation. Um, maybe mm -hmm. they have a skill in organizing. Maybe they have a skill in singing. Maybe they have a skill in um, gardening. Maybe they have a skill in cooking. Whatever. It doesn't matter um, really what it is. Even math can be considered extremely creative. It's creativity is just the way that you look at it and just kind of like the concrete terms that you yourself put around it. So if you're calling yourself not creative, you're essentially blocking yourself from a lot of magic stuff, <laughs> right? <laughs> if you're calling yourself um, not powerful, not confident, you're just blocking yourself in that way too. And I really mm -hmm. 
that creativity is everybody's personal magic. Um, yeah. I've always, I've always felt that creativity, magic, spirituality, what have you, it's all the same thing. And just how we see ourselves and the power that we give ourselves to create whatever it is, um, that really is our magic. So interestingly, like over the past, I'm going to say even like 10 years, you know, mm -hmm. it's gonna, this, and this will be funny people like listening to this again in 30 years, but over the past 10 years, you know, with the internet being so such a big piece of people's lives when it comes to, you know, making money or, or really branching out and having their own businesses and mm -hmm. webs, all that kind of thing. It has allowed us to, to expand creatively so much. Like I, I can't even really even think about the the extensiveness of this because even say like 15 or so years ago 20 years ago you know we considered I think a lot of us considered you know the artists or the professional creators of, of what have you um, to be people that were you know those people like Van Gogh or mm -hmm. or those people like Michelangelo right like the people that created something massive and huge that that we ourselves could never really do if mm -hmm. that makes sense right mm -hmm. and then with the be the beauty of the internet right it has basically shown anybody that whatever your little creative thing is you can make something of yourself with mm -hmm. this with that with whatever you're doing if you like to make hats for cats like go yeah. ahead like you're gonna make a million dollars if you keep trying you know what i mean so it's mm -hmm. the potential is there for so many people they just mm -hmm. have to stay I am creative, I can do this, and obviously then there's that confidence piece, right? Mm -hmm. But the confidence piece really comes in you just being brave in, in just, you know, each and every moment, right? Mm -hmm. so, yeah, definitely, and I, th and I think but, also, like, but yeah. I think a big thing to look at is, is, is that kind of what I call the previous paradigm mindset around creativity and artistic, you know, um, creations, like, I feel like there was such, like you said, before the kind of internet came along, I feel like there was such a mindset of, um, you know, you just need to get yourself a, a degree or, you know, you need to be a lawyer or a doctor. You need to be something that's like tangibly um, valuable, so to speak. And creative artistic ventures should just be a hobby for your, you know, your spare time. Or, you right. know, there was, there was never like an emphasis on or a, a, an empowerment on artistic people and creative people having having a real tangible sense of value you know um well, I, sorry I remember mm -hmm. especially like going into like being in fine arts like when mm -hmm. I went uh, right after high school of course my family was like oh you're good at art so you'll go into fine arts like that's the only thing <laughs> yeah supposed to do and so but I remember like having that mindset when I was in fine arts like what am I going to do with this like I I love painting but like I don't think that there's actually like a career in that mm -hmm. I'll have to be a a muse I'll have to be like an art gallery docent or something or I'll have to be an art history professor like that's that's what mm -hmm. my mindset yeah. was at, right and yeah. it is unbelievably nowhere near that now right mm -hmm. like I know yeah. that anybody who even loves to paint I mean gosh mm -hmm. like what are the possibilities of this you could be a painter you could have your own like online um how-to kind of studio you could host workshops you could mm -hmm. sell whatever you do, it is you do murals for you know places um there's there's so many things there's, there's so many things like I saw um Peter Kelly she this was about a year ago um 
she had an artistic girl come along and do like a sacred geometric painting on her wall um, for her for her her baby's nursery. And it was this beautiful, huge sacred geometric, um, yeah, painting that that was on the wall. And I and I just think like, wow, like so many people would want that. So many people in our field on our wavelength like would just be so happy to have someone, you know, mm-hmm. come in and 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 paint sacred geometric beautiful like high vibrational um artistic expressions on in their home i just feel like there's so many ways i mean even like how we're talking about the internet even when you know like etsy came along can you imagine like how many thousands of hundreds of thousands of people were liberated and realizing like oh i could actually sell my creations mm-hmm. online to the world i don't have to just go down to the local market anymore you know i can i can i can put this out to the world online and and take orders from all countries and ship them you know like there's just so many more opportunities these days and i think so many people know that but they still have this ingrained mindset like whether it's come from you know i think if if people are listening and they and they know that they're very creative and they have something that they want to put more value to and, and to share with more people, I think a really good thing is to look at, you know, what did your parents say to you about your creative abilities? Were they supportive or did they say like, you know, it's very good, beautiful, but what but what are you gonna really do? Or, you know, you can't make money off of being creative or, or doing art. Or that's just something for your spare time, or you know, like yeah. there's, there's so many people that that think that if someone's artistic or creative, that they're just a hippie. You know, it's like what looking at what mindset you've got going on personally is so powerful to realize. Like, actually, if I just change this mindset and and empower myself, there's every opportunity in this world right now to to live, make a living from my unique creations that are being inspired through me from my soul and source energy. And I've just got to balance that feminine and masculine and and create but also find the way and Mm. and take care of myself in that way too Um, and and put value to to your creations, you know, because so many people think that if it's natural to them, if it's just a creative expression that, that they should just kind of give it away or, yeah. that, or that it, that it shouldn't have much of a profit because they enjoy it so much. But in this new paradigm, we're all realizing that what we're most gifted at and skilled at and most passionate about and what we enjoy the most is the thing that we should put most value on because we're so good at it, whatever it is individually. Right. That's like that. that we're so good at. So why is that not the most valuable thing that we have to offer? Yeah, like that is people's zone of genius, right? Like they mm-hmm. should, that should never be um, covered up or like mm-hmm. muted down or anything like that. And the thing mm-hmm. about creativity too for a lot of people is that it's a really emotional thing. Mm-hmm. Like I always see creativity as like you expressing your soul. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've always had this like little saying that I've, I'm pretty sure I came up with it because like I've been saying it for years, but it's mm-hmm. that you know, if the world was – um, the world would be in so much more harmony if the world was able to express themselves creatively. Like we would mm-hmm. be in so much more harmony, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, all of the the countries that are in turmoil and that kind of thing, I, I don't think that anybody's saying, hey, 
why don't you write some poetry? <laughs> why don't you, um, you know, paint a painting, express yourselves, even have your voice be heard, right? Like this is all just acts of self-expression. And, mm -hmm. um, and so because it is such an emotional thing, when we block it from ourselves, even by just simply saying like, no, I'm not creative. So I'm not even going to really bother like, you know, noodling around on my guitar or, or what mm -hmm. have you. I mean, it just is, is blocking so much. So as you were talking there, I kind of thought about something that happened to me about seven or eight years ago. Um, my grandma was always a major artistic catalyst in my life. Mm -hmm. Like I remember doing so much art with her and she showed me how to do stained glass and different kind of painting. And just so she was always there and very supportive of me um, creatively and artistically. And when mm -hmm. she passed away, I, I kind of, I didn't do any art for like eight or nine months. I did nothing. And like, mm -hmm. I, I felt very depleted at that time, but I just felt as though like I didn't have anyone to show which wasn't the case but like it was just kind of like my my creative um you know cheerleader if you will wasn't there anymore and so you know it took me about a good eight or nine months probably to get out of that funk but I what I had to do and I had to literally drive myself downtown to um kind of like an art center where they held this uh free art class every Tuesday which is just like anybody could show up and just kind of like you know do art with the class I literally had to make myself go there to do art um but I knew that if I was there I was gonna have to do it so that was the first day of like that nine month stint where I didn't create anything for a really long time. And me being a very creative person, like not creating, it sucked, but I could <laughs> not make myself do it. So, yeah. you know, if anybody's in that um, position or, you know, just feeling as though they are so unbelievably blocked, you just have to make yourself go do something. Like take mm -hmm. yourself somewhere where you're going to have to create with your hands or something like that, right? So, yeah, definitely. And I think if you can, if you can put a purpose to it too, like whether it's a personal purpose or, or a collective purpose to, to what it is that you have to offer, I think that gives more motivation and, and you see more of the value in it. You know, like if you can see that your, um, your creation is helping someone else connect with themselves and, and express themselves, you know, even like say for instance, if, if you were to create a piece of art that someone else saw and really connected with and really felt like that piece was an expression of a part of their soul. And if they could have that up in their home, surrounding them, reminding them of themselves in a way, like that's purposeful. That's valuable to someone. You know, like I remember I was on, um, I was on Etsy one time and I saw this beautiful account, um, I think her name's Mary Poser. I'm not 100% sure. She's got this really beautiful long name that I can't exactly remember. But she she makes these creations where it's like it, it, the one that I found in particular, just so many aspects of it reflected me, my soul, my journey. Like it had a lion in it and I'm a Leo. It had a unicorn in it, which is, is more like my magical kind of ethereal side. It had um, just like the, the the painting of the the woman like she really kind of reflected like a part of my soul um there's butterflies and like just all these colors and a phoenix like just all these beautiful expressions where I felt like 95% of the painting I could relate it to a piece of my soul or my journey and I just thought like I have to have that I have to have that up in my room 
because that is such a beautiful expression or a reflection or reminder of who I am. Mm -hmm. And and she probably had no idea, you know, she probably, she might just thought, oh, you know, this girl purchased it it because she thought it looked cool. (laughs) You know, like it's not just that. It actually reminds people of what is within them or activates something within them or even triggered something within them. And that's purposeful. So, yeah, if you can associate a purpose with with what you're creating, yeah, I think you can have a bit more drive, a bit more motivation, a bit more value and a bit more confidence in what you're doing, you know, whether it's a piece of art or whether it's something completely different in a creative expression. I think there's always a purpose. Mm. Yeah, I think on the other side of things too, like for that consumer, if you will, like as if, you know, you really loved that piece of art, you mm-hmm. know, obviously symbols and images, like that's one thing, but it's all about the emotional mm. side effect that we get from mm. it too, right? And especially colors. Like I really studied all about color therapy and the different mm. things, how they affect us. And so I remember actually creating a number of art, a number of large canvas, um, you know, abstract what have you, um, for different, uh, for different clients or different, um, people that asked me to, to paint for them because I was doing, I was calling it soul art. So what I was doing was I was creating paintings for them, um, mm-hmm. which I felt either showed their, their vibration through mm-hmm. the color, through the colors that I was using mm-hmm. or was a great, um, <laughs> kind of like color therapy for them to move into if they weren't in such a great space in their life. Right. Mm-hmm. So Mm-hmm. Again, just having having the right colors even around you is so unbelievably inspiring, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. a lot of people just kind of like, oh, whatever. I'll live with whatever colors. Like I'll just like I'm not in mm-hmm. I'm not into your design, what have you? But but realistically, though, like we all kind of yearn for different colors at different times of our life, right? Mm-hmm. They all need different things, and they make us feel different ways. And um, that's just such a kind of an interesting thing to be more aware of just in your surroundings, right? Because that really can spark creativity too. Um, mm. You know, I mean, it's funny because there's so many ladies, you know, online that are doing their online business and, and we're, we're all into like the branding and we're all into like, you know, the different colors and all into the, the different, um, the themes or yeah. what have you. And but it is actually really, really beautiful to see this happen online mm. as well, right? Because it's really allowing people to kind of see another part of you, like to see, I'm not saying like see your own personal desk, but I'm just saying like see the way that you want to work, like see the way yeah. that, you just, that you strive to work, the people that you strive to, you know, get attention from like ideal clients, soulmate clients, what have you. And I think the, the nice thing about social media and the internet is that it has really allowed people to show many different sides of themselves, which mm-hmm. actually then does attract those soulmate clients because we're kind of in a way, I mean, you could say it's unauthentic, inauthentic, but I like, I would like to think that us showing more of the things that we do with our lives or Instagram, you know, mm-hmm. sharing our life through photographs, it actually is more of an authentic. I, I like, mm-hmm. I know that it's not mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> yeah yeah I think once you find the people that you are on a similar wavelength with and that you vibe with that I think that's when you find those authentic expressions where those people actually truly inspire you on a daily basis and, and give you a sense of connection even if you don't know them personally um I feel like there's so many people that 
I follow online that I think of and consider my soul sisters and they don't even know me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the, the, because I think that's such a beautiful thing about the internet. You know, so many people just kind of trash on the internet as if it's this horrible thing that's disconnected everyone and, you know, everyone's just sitting on their phones. But I think, I think it's actually allowed um, people to connect more and I think it, it's up to you how you consciously approach it, you know? There are some people who sit on the internet and and go through and troll other people and and try and bring other people down. And then there are other people who also go on the internet to find inspiration and and have people you know that are giving them positive um, affirmation, giving them positive examples of what you can do with your life. So it's really up to you how you approach it, approach it consciously, right? I totally agree. Absolutely, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's. You know, we can consider everything a blessing and a curse because, I mean, yeah, the internet does have a bad rap for different things. However, um, it does allow us to connect. It allows, um, you know, people to to help other people fast. Mm -hmm. It allows Mm -hmm. people to share their stories um, in so many different ways. And Mm -hmm. I was actually just thinking about it the other day. I was like, you know, I don't, I mean, I don't really remember what it was like without the internet, but I mean, (laughs) in a way, I kind of it's kind of like a fantasy time, right? It was like, oh, we didn't mm. even, you know, even years ago, it's like, we didn't have cell phones. I was like, that's, mm. that's kind of fun. Like, yeah. <laughs> we get yeah. so used to always being in such close contact and, mm. um, you know, just a click away from each other, which yeah. again is, is great. And mm. it also is something that we have to kind of allow ourselves that time to, um, readjust from too, right? Like I always mm-hmm. like to go for kind of just inspiring walks and that kind of thing and leave my phone at home. As much as yeah. I want to take a million photos on my walk, it's just really mm-hmm. important to kind of disconnect too, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And just have that time with yourself. Um, and, and yeah, be in, be in your own space, especially. Yeah. Um, and I'd love to, after we go to the break, I'd love to come back and talk more about like what, you know, if we can do a bit of a brainstorm and just and just share ideas of like how you can actually now in this new paradigm in this world where we have so many opportunities in front of us, how you can um, express your your creativity and and your your gifts and your, and your your zone of genius and and make that your living and make that part of your lifestyle so that you feel like you're just in alignment and in flow with. Um, and seeing how in this world, in this new paradigm, in these higher dimensions that we're now in, we can really, really be empowered by that, really express that, really share that, really value that, and really make a living from that. Um, so I'd love to do a bit of a brainstorm as to just giving people inspiration as to all the different opportunities that are available to them now um, to, to channel their creative talents through, you know, like we were talking in the, in the beginning. You may know your creative expression. You may be able to create and create and create all day long um, and be in that feminine flow, but you might feel like you're blocked in a way of actually getting it out there or or actually making it and come off it. Um, I feel like there's another type of block that people can have too, and this is what I mm -hmm. suffered from for so long, Mm -hmm. and that is – if there are, I'm going to say like the, 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 the really strong creatives out there already, sometimes we can feel unbelievably blocked because we have so many things that we're running to do and then we don't get uh-huh. to do anything. Uh-huh. 
So what happened to me, I'm just really short, really short here. What happened to me, um, probably around the same time before I kind of started working on um, that book and stuff like that that we talked about on the first half was that I was doing my interior design business, but I was also interested in a lot of other things. So I had about, I'm going to say like five or six little businesses that I was doing at the same time. Mm. And I remember thinking to myself, like, why aren't any of these really working out? Mm-hmm. And I was putting all of my energy into every single direction. Right. And mm. That really was, that's the blessing and the curse of being a creative too, right? Because it's like, we love everything and we want to do everything. And Mm -hmm. we think that if we say no to something as a business or what have you, that it means that it's, you know, taking a part of us away or saying to the world like that we're not good at that or something. So that can Mm -hmm. be a really kind of emotional roller coaster for a creative person. Uh I will say that a big piece of really, truly 100% enjoying your creativity and also being able to make something of it is that focused creativity. Mm. So for me, I love doing a whole bunch of things. And and I really had to sit down with myself one day and be like, okay, you've got like 12 creative things that you're actively doing. (laughs) like what could you really scale back on like what are the ones that you love like more Mm -hmm. than like like what are those ones that you really love and go from there right because Mm -hmm. if we can then work on the things that we love we're that much closer than the ones that we kind of like or just are interested in um So I will definitely say that like, like some of the, like most of the work that I actually do with clients when I first, um, we're first like meeting and that kind of thing is that we identify what they're really here to do. So like what their soul skills really are. Mm -hmm. And that actually really helps open the doors to what you should be working on kind of like on the day to day. And it also takes the guilt away when you, when you understand what you should be working on, because then it's Mm -hmm. not like, then it's kind of like, ah, like, okay. I'm off the hook for for doing all of these things at once. And so if there are people out there right now that, you know, either they're feeling as though they're not creative and they don't know how to move forward with that or feeling as though they're too creative Mm -hmm. and they don't know how to move forward with, you know, deciding on what to do Mm -hmm. in each Mm -hmm. direction. um, I would say that those are like two of the most kind of, awkward and disappointing places to be in in life and and this is obviously why we're going to brainstorm on this so I just wanted to kind mm-hmm. of bring up that there also is the other extreme side right that yeah. can kind of get people down <laughs> yeah definitely I, I so get what you mean um I I mean I, f- I definitely found that in the way that uh when I first started my business you know I I'm more creative in the in the sense of like ideas my and like I said I'm, I'm not like artistically creative necessarily but I'm I'm very like idea creative like when I thought when I was really thinking about my business and and you know um doing my soul readings and and helping people connect more with their soul and um you know I I I was thinking about how you know kids and doing kids workshops and then I was thinking about you know um adults and 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 doing one-to-ones and and writing a book and, and doing online courses. And, you know, there was just so many ideas as to how I could, like all these different ways that I feel I could ch- channel my purpose into. But then I felt like I'd split my energy all up all over the place. And I didn't have one, you know, or, or, or a couple of things that I really was putting my energy into in a very um, focused way that really felt powerful to me I felt like there was so many things that felt that I liked but that none 
none of them in particular felt powerful, like they were going somewhere. And mm-hmm. I think um, like what you were saying is, is there's an aspect of people with creative minds. It's almost like because they've got so many ideas, they feel like they have to do it all now. There's not, an, there's not a concept of like, well, I can do this thing now and plan to do this other thing in mm-hmm. six months. Or, you know, and I think that's another powerful thing is, is like we were saying earlier, balance that masculine into place. Make yourself like a bit of a, a focused plan. You don't have to cut out the things that you love and that you're passionate about or that you want to do. Just kind of like give give a give a bit of a structure and a bit of a focus to how you can how you can actually bring them into place. Like I was saying, like um, I didn't want to cut out the the fact that I wanted to to write a book and, and do online courses and things like that. But I kind of looked at it more along my timeline and made a bit more of like a plan as to to when I could really put all of my energy into. Mm-hmm. thing you know and then you kind of let go of that feeling of like you're missing out or as if you know when you see like that it's actually in plan and it's in its place and you realize you don't have to be doing it all right now all at once it brings in more of that balance of of not not restricting yourself creatively but also not splitting your energy all over the place you kind of you're balancing it all out I think that's a important thing too like you said really focus on what's the most the thing that you love the most the thing that feels most inspired the thing that you feel right now more most drawn to and then see how the other things may not be as important or they can they can kind of be planned out Mm -hmm. along your timeline and they can have space where they can have that focused attention you know and I think that balances it a lot better uh, well, the way that I, the, the way that I have really come to like where I am now with my wild and creative brand, which of course is mm. at the beginning, it was just like, I love creative everything. Just, yeah. Like, yeah. Everything. And of course I was one of those people that felt extremely called to write books. I felt extremely called to, uh, um, I felt extremely called to share knowledge, like with programs and different things like mm-hmm. that. And I've created many different things over the years, done a lot of different content creation, but what I've had to kind of go through in the process is really understanding first and foremost, what my, what what I was here to do on soul level, because Mm -hmm. that helped guide me into what, what I am really supposed to be doing. So Mm -hmm. when I understood that, that helped immensely. So Mm -hmm. then the other thing though, which was actually quite recent that I actually went through this kind of um, sieving through the, all the different things that I was working on. And um, it was me asking myself, I was like, what are the things that I absolutely love in my life right now? So like, mm-hmm. what are the things I just like love in life? Not necessarily the things that I'm really good at, but what are the things I love in life? And they were, I love reading. I love listening to audio programs or podcasts. I love um, painting and creating. I love, you know what I mean? Like going through that list. And then I was like, okay, so let's look at this in my life right now. Okay, so how do I have that in my life right now when it comes to, um, you know, education or creating programs? Well, I, I do have a number of programs that I've created. Okay, then that kind of fills in that that space. What about um, the whole podcast, loving to listen to podcasts and audiobooks idea? Well, that's why I was like, you know what? I'm going to do my own podcast. Like, why wouldn't I? Like, that makes sense mm-hmm. for me. And I have to say, too, that I was uh, felt slightly hypocritical because I always kind of thought that in my mind, I was like, no, creatives just want to watch videos. But I was like, but I like listening to podcasts. So it was kind of a strange thing. And then also, again, I was like, 
I also love tangible things like Oracle cards or like different things okay. like that. I was like, I, like I'm an artist. Like why the heck haven't I created my own Oracle card deck? Like okay. I just kind of came to the, that moment where I was just like, this isn't making sense. Like I think that I am sometimes like creating the things in my life that I think other people want more than what I want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. And that's yeah. kind of like a good check-in point too, for like, you know, just the creative flow, right? Because we can be creating a bunch of different things, but it's just, again, asking yourself, like, what are the things that light me up the most in life? Mm-hmm. And how can I kind of, you know, get into the flow with that? Yeah, definitely. And, and I think also like looking at, um, say for, I've got, I've got like a couple of um, I, examples at mind and, and I think we could we could just start kind of sharing them and giving it yeah giving it examples um and in one focus that I like to to look at is is how you can kind of see what you're really um creatively skilled at or very kind of um artistic with and how that relates to um how that also relates to you in your personal interest as a person like say for example um my partner he's an amazing artist and and he just does it f- for his own um expression he 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 really doesn't have like a um a, a kind of drive to make it a business or anything like that he just does it for his own creative expression um but he always has people just looking at you know his instagram or looking at his art and saying like oh my god you could be um you could be an amazing tattoo artist or you could do designs for tattoo artists that, that, you know, people could um, purchase the rights of, or you could um, design surfboard designs because he's a, he's a surfer as well. Or um, he's done some uh, designs on, on skateboard um, uh, covers, like the, the grip tape He's done designs on them. And like, there's just so many ways that, people have come to him and said like you could do this you could do that um you know I I want to pay you to design something for me um you know there's so many so many ways that so many people um have suggested to him to 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 really kind of bring it into a tangible place of of making an income um and and I think that there are there are so many things and you can you can combine that with your personal interest like he does with surf or or skateboarding um, mm-hmm. you, you can really bring it together or another example, which I personally love <laughs> is, is when you see, you know, um, on Etsy and Instagram, there's girls who create like crystal, um, like crowns, like headpieces, oh, yeah. um, or, you know, flower crowns or, um, crystal jewelry, you know, they've taken their creative side and they've taken their interest in, you know, more spiritual kind of um, girly, um, you know, in- interest. Yeah, they've cre- created something that, you know, they've just gone viral. They put them out on, on Etsy and they get people on Instagram taking photos with them and saying like, hey, this is where I got my crystal crown from. Mm-hmm. And they're just going absolutely viral. And it, And I think previously people would have thought, oh, you know, you know, creating a, a crystal crown, how are you going to make money off of that? But you can, like, yeah. if you, if you get inspired and creative enough and, 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 and allow that kind of masculine aspect of you that, that can kind of logically bring, um, 
you know, a, sol- a solution to actually getting it out there, you, you can take something very simple or something very just cute and, and you know, likable and, and, and make a living from it, right? So I think that what you said about um, your partner and the work that he does, like mm-hmm. what you kind of explained there, like really nails it on the head though, because it's like he, okay. So he, he has a potential of making a bunch of different types of businesses out of what he's doing, what he loves. Mm-hmm. But so it's really about, I think having the most like fulfilled creative mm-hmm experience is really about you like amalgamating everything that you love so he's an amazing artist but yet he also loves surfing so if like Mm -hmm. he could do something where it's like art for surfing not only is he Mm going to be unbelievably fulfilled but it's also going to be like the all the parts of his life that he loves like are Mm -hmm. connected together and make sense Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people are scared of making a business out of their creative um, experiences or out of their creative okay. endeavors because they're concerned that it's going to dull the creative experience or they're, they're thinking that it's going to ruin it for them. But realistically, it's all about you just continuously checking with yourself, having that balance mm-hmm. of, you know, like the, the work and the play, if you will, and also... Mm-hmm. Um, checking in and making sure that you love what you're doing in every moment. Because when we start doing things and we don't love them anymore and our body's just like, no, (laughs) then then that's when we get burned out. And that's when we also don't like the process. basically, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, like what you're saying about creating something so simple, it's so simple, right? Like you have anybody in their Mm -hmm. life probably created something, something Mm -hmm. that could be useful for somebody else or that could connect with somebody on a soulful level. Like you were just talking about those, you know, crystal crowns, right? Something super simple, not for everybody, but mm-hmm. for, but for, shit. yeah, but for the know? person that loves it, like they are going to love it and they're going to talk about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, that's the and they're going to pay whatever it costs to get one and put it on, you know, put it, take a picture and put it on their Instagram too, <laughs> you know? Mm hmm. That's the beauty of social media too, right? It's like mm-hmm. that sharing aspect. Is yeah, huge. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, say just, you know, if people want to have more of a, I guess, like logical look at how you, how you can take your creation and get it out there. So if, if we use that as an example, as, as the crystal crowns, because I know that so many people listening to this podcast particularly love <laughs> those beautiful crystal crowns um, or mermaid crowns, whatever you want to call them. Um, like say if you're creating something like that if you just get someone if you don't personally have a huge following or you don't personally have like an audience to sell that to but you align yourself with someone who does who actually loves your creations and you get them to be like an affiliate for your creations you know if they if they're wearing if you're sending them you know, your, your creations, your products, and they're wearing them and, and taking photos of them and putting them on, you know, their social media platforms and, and referring back and saying, this is, this is where I got my crystal crown from. And even if they're taking like a percentage of the sales, you're still, you're still able to make a, a huge profit from that, right? Like th- there's so many ways that we can, we can, as soul sisters, support one another. If you've got something really amazing that you can create that someone else really sees and values and wants to promote for you and and you can also give them the opportunity of making a profit from that too like it's all win-win right um and and you don't you know you could have one person you could have 10 people 
that are that are um, wearing and sharing your your creations and being affiliates for your creations. You don't have to do it all on your own. And the biggest thing too for like this is with anything, especially like making money on something, right? It's mm-hmm. all about the visibility. The more visible mm-hmm. you are, the more you'll make money on something because the more people it'll reach, right? Not saying that everybody that sees it is going to buy it, but mm-hmm. it's all about that word of mouth or just being seen, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, social media in a sense, like, you know, Instagram's amazing for that, right? Like if you have something that you're, that you create, even if it's like a poem and you like take mm-hmm. pictures of it, right? You're going to be, you're going to be, become known for being a poet after a while mm-hmm. online, right? So it's mm-hmm. kind of like, what is the what is the role that you would love to step into, like at heart level, right? Like, would yeah. you like to be known as a creator or an artist or somebody who puts together things with their hands? Or it doesn't matter what, like a gardener. Like, you could be like a, a brilliant, amazing gardener that has the best gardens ever. And if you take mm. pictures on Instagram and connect with the right people, like, they're going to all, all of a sudden be like, hey, um, can you start promoting my, you know, garden stuff I don't know right yeah, like, like you could do some hard. tutorials or something yeah. you know like there's so you can do anything really like I was just thinking also as another kind of I guess like um different avenue you might be a really creative person you really love like visually bringing things together and making a bit of art at it out of it and you also really love and you're really passionate about food what if you were you know how people like literally make art out of food like the like presentation of food and and they'll they'll literally make um uh certain like signature whether it's like a dessert or something um something that can be really uh, like artistically visually amazing and if if there if you get that selling at a at a particular cafe in a popular spot and you know like people are going to be just absolutely like running to that place just to go and and go and eat something that that looks so amazingly cool you know like there's just so it just there's so many ways that you can combine your creative skills with another aspect of what, of what you love and um, again it's about being open to all the aspects of creativity in your life because I mentioned even I think I mentioned at the beginning like mm-hmm. you know you don't have to be a, an artist to be creative right you can mm-hmm. literally creative with the way that you raise your children or walk Mm -hmm. your dog or something like that, right? And imagine if someone had a dog walking business, right? Where they Mm -hmm. simply then, um, you know, promoted all the different types of dogs that they were walking, right? And showed their different Mm -hmm. characteristics and that kind of thing and built a business from that, you know, built kind of like, um, just kind of like a fun reality style, I don't know, like not TV show, but just kind of like social media um, mm-hmm. platform out of the dogs that they walked. And then all of a sudden they're becoming well known for like this really fun dog walking business that then can sell different affiliate product like products. products. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely. just like it can snowball and it can, anything can snowball. The, and mm-hmm. the thing is mm-hmm. really just finding out what you love the most and like what yeah. you want to work on the most. Right. And just yeah. see that as being creative. Definitely. And, and like another example I was just thinking of was um, this uh, beautiful artist. I think it's Star Child Tarot is her yes. uh, Instagram. And now she's just um, created, like co-created with um, Rebecca Campbell, this new set of Oracle cards, you know, where she, you know, she did the, the artistic work and Rebecca did the, um, I guess, what, you know, what it, the, yeah, the descriptions, yeah. the spiritual aspect of it. And, and I think they're just going to go viral because 
she's combined her sorry the dogs are barking um uh she's combined her artistic creative skills with her spiritual interests of of oracle cards you know like visually amazing oracle cards like spiritual sisters go crazy for that stuff <laughs> you know they're like, very, yeah they're very thought provoking and they definitely mm-hmm. have um, a certain look to them which is i think great for an artist right like a recognizable look but um you know, I would, I don't know her story. Like I follow her, but I would imagine that she just felt really passionate about creating that first deck. You know what I mean? Like I, I would imagine that it came so like organically for her that it was one of those things where it was just like, I was just following my intuition, followed my inspired thought. And this is how it got created. Like in a sense, kind of like how I started, like obviously not the same, but just by following that first initial in, intuitive idea. Right. Because I think a lot of people too, pass pass up those intuitive ideas right like pass up those inspired thoughts or those actions that they could take and it's all about those stepping stones like we have to always be on the lookout for all the stepping stones that we're able to step on essentially right Mm -hmm. definitely definitely and and yeah if and like say with her as an example it's like if if you are in that space where you have a creative ability and you want to link it with something else such as the oracle cards and and just like she has you know a co- co-create with someone else who's who's more in that field that you could kind of yeah make a co-creation with and and use the both of your skills and the both of your talents and your genius to to co-create something amazing that could go to both your audiences or you know like there's just so many things like when you think about creatively you can apply that to anything and everything product wise lifestyle wise like um digital wise like if I could find someone that particularly had the exact kind of like creative expression that I feel is in alignment with my energy and my purpose if I could get someone like that graphically designing my website and all my you know online courses and everything like that I would value that so much yeah. <laughs> you know, like there's just so many ways and there's so many platforms online these days where you can sign up as a graphic designer or as a illustrator and people can come online and, and hire you um to, to 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 take their idea and put it into a illustrated expression oh absolutely i mean i think that the thing is Everybody is good at something and it's really important that you know that you are even if you think there's so many people that don't think they are right good at anything at all and it really is just about again exploring the options right and trying new things if you feel curious about them like exploring your curiosities and um yeah what you're saying about the web like a website or what have you right I absolutely went through that because being a creative person myself and not being like I'm pretty techie but like not being like massively techie I didn't really want to you know create this whole website from scratch and all this kind of stuff because I had a lot of elements involved there too but honestly it took me about three or four different web designers until I got to my website now where I'm like, oh, like I really like it because I feel like it reflects me. And it was hard, like actually going through a number of web designers, especially a couple at the beginning that did not get me at all. And it was so tricky trying to explain to them like (laughs) who I was and what I wanted. And again, it's just about alignment, right? About finding the people that totally click with you and can, and like, you know, speak the same language as you. A hundred percent. I can, and I can also relate that to my photographer. Like I've done a couple of um, photo shoots and like 
the first one I did was actually a male and, and I tried to explain to him, like, I want to do a photo shoot for my spiritually based website. I just want, I want some nice photos to be able to put up and, and to make it look, you know, professional, but, but also in alignment with my brand. But it's like, he just didn't even listen to that. And he was telling, he was telling me all these poses to do as if I was trying to make like a, a modeling um, <laughs> portfolio or something. And I was just standing there thinking like, I'm just not going to use any of these photos because I just do not want to portray myself in this way on my website. Um, and, you know, I've got two beautiful friends, Rachel and Bri, who they, because we align on a level of um, creativity, on a level of um, like visual kind of representation of energy and intention. Like I just love the photos shoots that I do with them because because we align together and, and I think because like especially with Bri she's like really branded herself as a, as a photographer in a really niche specific way she attracts like her ideal clients and and both people are so you know happy with what comes out of that because she's taken her creative talent and she's created she's taken her energy her brand her um her interest you know and she's really shown up in that way and, and yeah, attracted the people that are drawn to that. So I think, yeah, no matter what your creative talent is and no matter what your personal interests are, I think if you just really bring them together and really niche yourself in that way, you're going you're gonna to have people coming to you thinking like, just saying, you're saying to you, like, you're exactly what I'm looking for or I want to co-create with you because I've got this aspect and you've got that aspect and I think they'll work really well together. There's just so many ways um and i think it's like we're saying in the first place you've just got to take that creative and then also take the the idea side and actually start implementing it and start putting yourself out there because there's just no excuses right like there's just no way that you can't this succeed in in what your what your soul's natural talent or skill or purpose is right yeah, you have to start. Like, mm-hmm. you have to start because, you know, there is even some things that I'm working on right now behind the scenes, like some big projects where I'm even having some trouble really getting into it. Although I know that it's an alignment because I'm very excited about these projects. But I think that, <laughs> that we have so many different kind of beliefs or blocks or what have you that kind of stop us from starting these things, right? And so it's just really important that, again, like my story along at the beginning when I was talking about, you know, needing to kind of like, you know, jumpstart my creativity again, you just have to throw yourself in at some point and just say, I'm just going to see what happens. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Definitely. (laughs) Definitely. Well, I I really hope that those who have listened today have really kind of taken value and and felt the empowerment to really kind of um, pursue their creative talents and their interests and really bring that to the world because, like I was saying before, like people, people are looking for someone just like you who can create what they have in mind. You know, like there's so, there's so many people in this world that have ideas, but they just don't feel that they can artistically um, express it, you know, in, in terms of, of actually bringing it into manifestation, you know, like, and, and, and there's so many creative people out there that can fill that need. And as long as you just show up, um, you, you're going to make those connections. So I really help, hope that this, this episode has um, inspired and empowered people to realize that it's, a, it's not only a hobby, it's also a very valuable, tangible thing that you can make a living from. 
Um, and thank you, Sarah, so much for sharing all of your insights and experiences and ideas and um, empowerment. I just, I just think it's a really valuable, um, really valuable episode and conversation that we, that we've had. Um, and yeah, thank yeah, you, thank you so me much. On. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me on. I, I totally enjoyed talking to you, and I, I know that we could take this topic and do like. <laughs> And more episodes with I know. It. But it's, it's hard to wrap it all up into like, you know, the main points. Yeah. <laughs> well, until next time, check out wildandcreative.com where you can find me as well as a ton of other fun and creative things for you to take part in. Thanks for listening.